Are you ready to manage your work and personal world better to live a fulfilling, productive life? Then you've come to the right place. Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity. Here are your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Pinaud, with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks. Welcome back, everybody, to Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things personal productivity. I'm Ray Sidney Smith, and I'm joined here today with Augusto Pinaud and Francis Wade. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Great morning, Ray. Morning. We are going to be talking today about what are the things that we wish we knew when we first learned about and attempted to implement getting things done, the getting things methodology. This closes out our series on the getting things done methodology. It's certainly not the last episode we'll have about it, but it's certainly uh, in this particular series, we wanted to close out. We can pass along to you about getting things done so that if you are just getting started or if you've been chugging along and having some level of success and some two steps forward, one step back with getting things done, you'll hopefully learn a thing or two uh, along the way with our conversation about how to get moving forward, get that momentum around areas that you might be having some problems. This topic was proposed by uh, Augusto. So Augusto, why don't you kick it off for us? Why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought this topic to mind and your first thought about what you wish you knew when you started becoming a GTD practitioner? It took me a while to to get into a solid system of getting things done. And there is a lot of things about the methodology that I think are extremely powerful. So, so I, and I want to start there because I don't want this to go into, oh, this is, you, you are having this topic because this doesn't work, because it has nothing to do with that. I just wish that when people start reading the book and when people start implementing, there were certain things that they were aware. So the process gets to be a lot less frustrating and a lot more productive. With that said, I, I would like to start with what David Allen called the black belt, because at least to my knowledge, there is a lot of things said about what being a black belt means, what you are going to experience, what you are going to do and not do. But there is not that much information about the price and the time that is going to take to be black belt. David Allen assumes that most people will read black belt and understand and will understand that it takes a significant amount of time in order to reach there. The other thing is there is no stages, you know, towards black belt. So you are a, a, a no belt, okay? Then you read the book. Now you are a white belt, and then suddenly you need to end on a black belt. And I understand why he used that analogy. I wish that he will have spent a lot more time so people understand how they're progressing on on being how they're progressing and implementing, getting things done. Because what happened is on the way it's it read on the book, it is almost as, well, you read the book and you will be black belt. And that's not true. And and I and I want to just poke in here just quickly to say that the the belt concept was something that really wasn't fleshed out in the book at all. 
And it was something that he he talked about in seminars and he talked about in many of his other media. And, uh, and, and it comes from the fact that he had a martial arts background. He was a karate teacher. And so for people who had some experience with the martial arts, this really resonated with them. Case in point, myself. So since I had that background, it was very in, in Chinese martial arts, which is where my background is. My brother is a Chinese martial arts teacher. And I had that background and we have sashes, not belts, but it was very easy to translate for what he meant by this concept of grading up, by leveling up your system. But he never created a clear-cut line between what was a beginner and how you made your way up through those levels. So I, I fully agree with you, Augusto. It would, would have been helpful to know what things allowed you to take your system to the next level, where you should start and where you should finish. He gives you kind of the the acceleration lane, which is the, the weekend project of the mind sweep and getting everything out of your system and then going through the workflow diagram step by step. But he doesn't, he didn't give you, you know, after the weekend, what do you do the day after? Well, by experience, you fell off the wagon. That's what you do. <laughs> Francis, I wanted to I wanted to turn the conversation over to you. When when you first learned about GTD, what was your first experience with it, and and what did you wish you knew when you came across that? I picked up a, another system. I actually taught another system in the early two thousands and used it heavily. And one of the key precepts was to put everything, all of your all of your tasks in your calendar, and thought it worked pretty well. Stopped teaching the program, figured that, you know, I was already baked. And then when I moved to Jamaica from Florida, ran into all kinds of problems because I had way more demands on my time than before. So I figured the problem, I went looking for a solution, and I, I ran into GTD, downloaded the app for Outlook, and figured based on what the book was telling me that I was doing everything wrong. So I went from scheduling everything to using the multiple lists that GTD talks about, I was, you know, after reading the book, I said, boy, I must have gotten it all wrong. And things became worse as a result. Um, it took me about uh, six months to a year to try as much as I could to implement GTD. So I, I quit after about a year, went back to putting everything back in my schedule, figured out what was wrong with the way I was doing it, and then sort of sailed on from there. Um, so I ran into GTD a bit late in my sort of productivity game. And it wasn't until much later on that I really could explain why I did what I did and why people make the kind of mistakes I made um, in implementing a fixed set of practices, which are sort of meant that when they're shared, they're, they're sort of written as if this will, this will last you for the rest of your career. Um, to go from that point to seeing them as just a suggested set of behaviors that are only temporary and that at some point you'll have to change them for a number of reasons to get from that point to the next i'll, I'll share that in the next um answer but that's my introduction to gtd for for me i, I feel like i entered gtd at exactly the right moment in my life i don't know why but it was a felt need that i i didn't yet know how to express but when i came across the book it filled that that need at that very moment. And so, you know, my, the first thing that I wish I knew about getting things done was that it's akin to 
again, going back to the martial arts, uh, Bruce Lee's system that he developed was called Jeet Kune Do. And one of the primary tenets of Jeet Kune Do was to take of systems that which worked and get rid of the rest. It was this absolute utilitarianism of martial arts. And so it said, if this, if this punch worked, if this kicked worked, if this block worked, if this strategy worked, let's use this. But if it doesn't work, then let's cast it aside. And that became Jeet Kune Do. And with that martial arts analogy, I really wish I applied that to getting things done because I tried to use everything that GTD offered right out the gate and in reality, and applying it to every aspect of my my life, when in reality, GTD is, in a way, classified for me in the in the bunk, uh, the area or category of organizing. It helps you organize the things you're not doing, and then after that, you you know what you can do based on that. So for me, it's it GTD is about getting organized. It's a it's a component of the of your all encompassing personal productivity system, but it is not your system right? GTD is a methodology that you use for your system. And you can use it in many different areas of your life, but not particularly all of them are necessary. And and what happens is we, we tend to try and use GTD for everything, and it becomes a real problem. Then it becomes, well, GTD isn't good enough because it doesn't handle developing my personal purpose in life. That's not GTD's function. GTD was never developed by David Allen to be your the your mission statement builder. Sorry, it's not it's not that. Um, it doesn't answer why are you on this planet. If you if you lift from GTD the parts that work for you and recognize what it's supposed to do, which is to help you get organized, then it's a heck of a lot easier to implement from that level. So that was that's the first thing I really wish I knew when I started getting things done. The other thing I wish I knew was not only how long it was going to take. I when when I read the book, I don't recall and it may be there clearly in a chapter, but I don't recall ever reading on the book. This is going to take a really long time. Not only is going to take a really long time as you get better at collecting Okay, you when you get better at collecting, you are going to discover how bad you are at processing. But as you get better at processing, you are going to discover that you still have a lot to learn about collecting. And my my what I remember about when I start was well, when you know when you grasp collecting, now you are good at collecting. And I read that book. I think it was around two thousand three or four, was the first time I read it. Okay, so. It's now 2018, so we're talking about 14 or 15 years ago, and I'm still okay getting improvements in the collecting, in the processing, in the organizing. So understand that the, the parts that work about the process are going to be adjusted, and you need to work on them for a really, really long time. Will has been something good. Understand that maybe like martial arts, you are going to need to work into this, you know, forever. It's not like, okay, now I learn how to kick and I don't need to practice that kick any ever again. It is no. Now that you learn the kick, you need to practice a thousand times so it it become lethal. 
I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think the idea that you learn a GTD skill like processing, clarifying, or organizing uh, within the workflow diagram, and all of a sudden you should be a perfect practitioner. It, this is no. This is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You go up and down the the pyramid based on where you are today in your life in that context. You know what I mean? You don't you don't stay at self actualization at the zenith of the pyramid all the time. You vacillate between those those levels. I wish I I, I were a better uh, how to put this. I could figure out the principles behind the practices that David Allen was suggesting. If I knew that in the beginning, I think it would have resolved the problem that I, same problem I had that, that Augusto just said, which is he suggests a certain number of fixed practices uh, or behaviors. And he, he, he suggests that you don't deviate from them. And he suggests that you adopt them in full. Um, what, what, what really works in practice is that people cherry pick one practice here, one practice there. They put together systems that work for them, which he says is fine, of course. Um, but he never lets you in on the the full principle behind the suggestion that he's making. So as a result, people have turned the book into a bit of a, a religion where these practices must be followed no matter what. And any deviation from them is like heresy. And I don't believe that's his intent at all. And I've, I've followed up on some of his more recent comments where he says in one, he actually said this on the GTD forums, GTD is whatever works. So he's extremely flexible in terms of finding whatever works and have that be the right thing. However, he doesn't really help the reader to figure out the principle and then apply it to their situation depending on their needs. He, he sort of leaves you with you know ideas that he came up with when paper was very popular back in 2003 before, or 2001, before the mobile internet, before AI, before cloud computing. His ideas were developed for, for way back then. So you have to sort of make this mental switch and say, okay, what principle is he using? And how can I use that same principle in today's world with today's tools, with today's capabilities, so it fits my needs based on the practices I already have? And that's why I like the idea of the of the belts. And I use that idea in my book, as you know, that you go from white, yellow, orange, green, all the way from a novice level to a more advanced level. Because he, he really doesn't say that you first should figure out where you are now and then look to make incremental improvements in the areas that really make the biggest difference. He doesn't quite say it, but those people who have been around GTD for a while know that you don't just start to try to implement everything all at once. You sort of need to start with some reflection and say, where am I now in each of the disciplines that he suggests? And then where do I want to get to? And that practice alone, I wish I had learned. It would have saved me. It would have saved me a year of floundering. I think that that you said exactly is where the problem comes on the sense that, as you said, most of the people who have done exactly what you described is the people who invest that year and, and by the way i want to clarify that year was not a waste of time because you tend to learn a lot about a lot of things but it will have been really really nice okay to instead of invest that year learning okay i did it all the wrong way have a more clear path to use that year in a in a better way because as you are 
a productivity person who will spend a year and is willing to go back and retry it again. Also, there is a significant amount of people who went through that same experience, who went through that year, quote unquote, wasted, okay? And then what happened is they don't go again to look anything about getting things done. So they throw, you know, the proverbial water with the baby and there is no way you're going to make them go back. And I think if you understand that if you understand that is going to change, that is going to evolve, that is more a constant practice than a little thing, then what happens is you can go pick and choose what worked for you at the current situation that otherwise, you know, you missed a lot of it. Something that I have to constantly say in uh, defense of GTD, and I'm not a GTD apologist. I mean, I know where I know where its failings are and I'm comfortable with that. I, I don't think it impedes my productivity. But David Allen's words, because of what Francis said earlier, that the the first edition was sparse. It was kind of just a almost like a NASA scripted space shuttle takeoff manual, right? It was kind of like, this is the system. This is why it will benefit you. Here goes one, two, three in terms of what to do. And then that was it. There was no greater real explanation around some of the big points. I think the March 2015 edition does a fantastic job of giving lots of context. And so that speaks to one particular type of person. And the original edition speaks to another type of person. So if they just want to know the meat and potatoes of the system, the original edition really works. And for those people who want all of the parts then the March 2015 edition, you know, with 10 years of experience under David Allen's belt of seeing people absorb GTD from the book, he was able to rewrite the book to fill in many more of those gaps. So I always say to people, if you have, have written read the first edition and it doesn't appeal to you, read the second edition and then see if that doesn't fill in some of the, the pieces of the puzzle. Because I really do think that it was a, um, a market improvement for that type of person. Right, I'm still a huge fan of the first edition, right? Because it just goes through the very basics of what needs to happen, and the second edition fills in the you know it's the sinews of the system of the methodology that is, so that you can go ahead and really understand the underpinnings of some of these other pieces. I did want to I did want to note though that David Allen explicitly says in the first and second editions several times that you you do not need to take everything all told. This is not an en masse methodology where you need to do that. And so for those people who, uh, as as Francis said, kind of uh, created this GTD cult uh, and and the cult of personality of David Al- David Allen, uh, that, there's no real problem with that in my perspective. But the reality is is that they glaze over things that are stated in the book, then then they enforce this kind of uh, GTD heretical principles, right? Which is that if you if you deviate from the system, as Francis said, then then all of a sudden you're you're somehow not practicing GTD. And I, I, we've had that had that conversation on the GTD virtual study group actually several times about people saying, "Oh, well, that's not GTD." It's like no, what what David Allen said was if it works then it is getting things done, right? Because then at the end of the day, literally you're getting things done. So that's the standard. I think there's, there's, there's also room to realize, which I didn't know when I read the book the first time, that he, the, the different steps that he lays out 
are not meant to be implemented from scratch in the sense that when someone when somebody reads the book and and, and learns about uh, capturing and processing and so forth he doesn't quite say this but the fact is and what research my research shows is that people people pick up these practices in their teens or in, in adolescence so no one comes to the book an empty slate it's not like you're learning trigonometry for the first time and you're starting from scratch these are behaviors that everyone has engaged in even mentally all the way throughout their whole lives so when they pick up the book it's not as if these are concepts that they have not been practicing in any shape or form. They wouldn't even, if that were the case, they wouldn't be reading and writing and they wouldn't have the time to read the book. But he doesn't quite make that point. So people people who come to the book, even at an advanced stage, the, the, the way I did, a lot of what they're doing already works. And what they're looking to do is just what you said, or Augusto said, it's just cherry pick. But he doesn't allow for that possibility and give any guidance to the, the average person who is already engaged in these practices um, and is looking for an improvement, he sort of, again, again, this kind of NASA approach, um, I'm just going to assume that you're not doing any of this stuff. And let me just write it as if you aren't, which is useful if, if you know that that's what he's doing. But if you don't know it, you'll come and think that I'm not doing anything right and I need to start all over again. But the truth is you're not, no one is starting all over again. You're really making modifications to what you're already doing. And I think that, that I wish I knew that when I read the book the first time. And this bring, this kind of brings us to, to uh, a, a point that I think you wanted to make, Augusto, about the audience for GTD. And, and before I turn over to you, I, I wanted to uh, let people know at the time of this recording, there is an upcoming uh, version of getting things done, and it's going to be a, a GTD for teenagers, and uh, that's due out, I believe, in June or July. So by the time this recording is out, it should be it should be on bookshelves or in Amazon uh, or wherever fine books are sold. Uh, but <laughs> um, so you know this this idea of audience, it's going to be really interesting. I'm certainly going to read this new book that's coming out uh, focused on teenagers because I'm, I'll be interested to see how David Allen and the, the David Allen Company team really addresses fundamentals for a younger crowd where these skills may not have been developed. They may not have been presented to them. And, and so the audience is very different for uh, and and the way in which you position something like getting things done for a younger audience is very different. Uh, so, Augusto, what were your thoughts about audience and GTD? That comes again to to where you need know, you need to understand where this book was written, thinking on, and and this is not again this is not a criticism of of the methodology, but the methodology as the way. David Allen envisioned it was envisioned for a corporate 500 mid-level, high-level manager. That's that's where this original, both books actually were written for. They were not written for for a guy who was self-employed. You know, I have joked for years that one of the problems when you read getting things done and you're self-employed, you have your own business, is you delegate to yourself and put a waiting for for your own self. Again, when you do that, this, it seems kind of silly, and it is. But the reality is you need to understand that from 
where that system is. If you don't have that structure, that support, you know, then you need to look at it and see how you are going to adjust. You know, when when you think on business, even if you have who to delegate and who to wait in for in business, it's a lot simpler than now when you go to the personal life, okay, and who you are going to delegate, you know, and you need to get that and adjust the principles to that and to what is your reality. You know, over the years, I have had roles where that methodology fits, you know, like a glove incredibly well, okay? And others where the methodology by the book, okay, it simply doesn't work. It's completely broken because the role I'm having is a lot less, there is a lot less delegation. There is a lot less of other things and therefore doesn't match. So, so you need to look at from that perspective. And I, and I agree on something that Francis said, I understand this book will have never sell well, okay? But I would love to have seen The Principles of Getting Things Done by David Allen as a book, okay? Forget about all the stories and all the things. Let's talk about the principles behind every little thing so that way I can go pick and choose which principles apply better, okay? Instead of me trying to read from a from the pages and examples and try to figure it out what is the right principle that he's trying to pull from. I understand that book may have not sell a copy, maybe two or three, but that's it. I get that. But it, but you need to understand that. And I agree. It will be really interesting, regardless if you are not a teenager, if you feel that a Getting Things Done book, either one, the original version the 2015 version or the making it all work doesn't completely fit you. Go now, and I haven't had the chance to read that one either, okay, the new teenager book, but go and read it. Why? Because what they are going to be forced to do is to simplify the principles to the level they apply to a teenager, okay? And I'm not saying you need simple uh, principles, but it's going to put more on the surface the actual principle than the execution. That is where I see more people I struggle with getting things done. When you explain the principle behind certain things, they are completely on board. Oh, that makes sense. But the problem is that what they read on the book is the execution and some people have a hard time connecting that execution with the principle behind it. I wish, I, 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 I love the idea of a book on the principles behind getting things done. And also I would, I would, I would imagine that such a book would include the research because in the, the, the book doesn't, doesn't address any academic research and it does exist. However, when it's not mentioned in the book, you can't go back. To, sit, to ask the question, where does this idea come from and where is the proof for this? Um, you, you sort of have to accept just, you know, uh, the author's word for it. And whereas that was okay back in 2001, um, I think we mentioned in a in a, one of our podcasts that, that that approach sort of doesn't cut it anymore. If you look at the way Malcolm Gladwell writes or, you know, any, any authors today, if you can't go back and figure out, oh, that came from Anders Ericsson's ideas on, on deliberate learning. Oh, what does he say? Oh, why is it different from what Malcolm Gladwell is saying? If, if you can't go back and figure out where it came from, then you do, 
you, you do your readers a disservice because then they have to do their own hunting to see is this really based on fact or is this anecdotal or is this ju just what David Allen himself uses and does and is it a sample of one or you're, you're left guessing and wondering. So it sort of makes it harder to customize the principle. So such a book would, would, would go back all the way and make it easy for us to apply the principles and use them in a powerful way. And I will say that in the most current edition, the March 2015 edition, David Allen actually gives a whole chapter to the science that has uh, been been uh, proving GTD as a working methodology going forward. Um, but that is that's as a construct, not each of the individual parts of getting things done. I understand that very argument, and I would I would say that uh, what I read in the book was that David Allen. Uh, has had said these are just things that I observed and and used because they worked. So again, going back to this kind of Jeet Kune Do concept, he 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 pulled from what he saw working for these you know Fortune 500 mid level you know executives as as Augusto said, and just pulled them together because he saw them as things that were working for these for this community of people, and so. I kind of understand where he's coming from. I will also say that making it all work really does fill in a lot of those principal gaps. So for those who are interested, I would give making it all work an opportunity. I would I would sit down with the book and try and dive into because that was written in 2011. He had a decade of of time with again the book out in circulation and people giving him feedback and he wanted to fill in some of those gaps. I think that the 2015 edition with you know 14 15 years uh, under under his belt, uh, he was then able to publish a book that gave a more full-bodied approach to explaining getting things done in words. And there's honestly I think that GTD was always meant to be a methodology taught in a in a in a workshop environment in a seminar environment and with coaching right getting things done was a book that was sold to be able to bring coaching clients to bring people to his seminars and workshops and it did right he that, that's that's the primary focus of the David Allen company with that mission in mind he succeeded like rocket out the park remember that he doesn't give up everything in the book there are missing elements because many of those elements are bespoke to the individual. The more you try to kind of explain some of the, the tactical approaches that you need to do to implement getting things done, uh, the, the more narrowly defined that book becomes for people because how you work is not the way that I work. And, and I agree with what you said. The book was written for that. And I have over the years, there used to be, that I think was much better, an old Nightingale Conan audio. I'm sure you can find it on eBay or something, but it was called Getting Things On Fast. That it was basically a recording of a live seminar, okay? That when I read the book at the first time, I, that, that again, it was 15 years ago, I get it, okay? That audio was what really allowed to catapult my implementation of getting things done because it gave me a lot of those filling in the blank at least on a different way and i know david allen did an, a, another uh version that was sold under david allen company uh name is escaping me right now but we can put in the show notes where you can now go and get things 
really moving forward and then understand some of those missing elements that that were there. One of the things that I find to be really important for people to to understand with regard to one of the big problems I hear over and over again is context. And context, of course, is not the problem in my mind. I think that understanding your workflows is the problem. We create context and contexts from the way you work best. And so one of the this is this comes down to the to the to one of the fundamental issues with GTD. It can't sit there with you and help you understand how you work best. What's the best time of day for you to work? Are you are you a compulsive paper list maker or are you someone who loves post-it notes? Are you someone who works only digitally? Do you have a hybrid system? None of those things can be understood. Uh, in writing with you in real time, you, you know, there's just too many, too many variables. So, because of that, we look at something like the fourfold model, and we get really flustered. And so it's like we don't. I can do. I can do anything anywhere, right? I can. I have my laptop and my phone on, on me almost all the time. And so then all of a sudden, GTD quote unquote doesn't work because contexts have fallen apart for you. When in reality, you need to step back and you need to understand your own workflow style, understand how you work best, and then develop the contexts from that. And once you kind of figure that out, the the road is it's a it's a smoother path, and so I, I just you know I, I want people to understand that that I I wish I knew that out the gate because I was too busy using the uh, prescriptive you know at home at calls at whatever and in reality that's not how I that's not how I flow that just didn't work for me so I I modified my system and I went. You have people rejecting GTD because the context don't work for them. For example, you know, in extreme cases, because they don't, they don't, they don't get the power of of adding attributes and why it 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 it's it helps you filter, helps you focus, helps you select, helps you sort. They, they don't get the principle. All they get is, oh, at home is the same as that computer, so I'm not going to use it. So you know, at that level, it, it, people sort of really could learn. Why, why contexts are so powerful. So we have so much more to discuss in this episode. And what we're going to do is we're going to pause here and we're going to come back next week and continue this conversation about what we wish we knew when we first learned and, and started implementing getting things done. Uh, thank you to Augusto and Francis for joining me here on this episode. Do you have a question or comment about this cast or something we discussed? If you're uh, listening from anywhere other than the podcast website, uh, we invite you to come over to productivitycast.net forward slash 046, which is the episode number. So productivitycast.net forward slash 046. There at the bottom of the page, you can leave a comment or a question. You can also go to productivitycast.net forward slash contact and ask us a question about personal productivity in general, and we'll be happy to read and respond to it if possible. Um, here on productivitycast.net forward slash 046, you'll find the show notes. So anything we talked about here, we'll have the links to them and descriptions of those things as well. We also have a raw text transcript, so you can jump to particular portions of the audio uh, by searching for uh, what we talked about in those parts. 
And if you could, uh, please go ahead and leave a rating or review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music Podcasts. Uh, the kudos are just good fuzzy feelings for us. It makes us happy to be able to help you, but it also helps us grow our personal productivity listening community. So thank you. That brings us out to the close of this episode of Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things personal productivity. Here's to your productive life. Take care, everybody. That's it for this Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity with your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Pinaud with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks. <laughs>